My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, poly pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics. Unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. I'm your co-host, Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Bobby, for episode number 36. Bobby, how you doing, brother? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Good, man, good. What's been going on with you, bro? Oh, you know me. I'm just sitting here trying to figure out what new pronouns are, you know. <laughs> just another day. Just writing them down. Just writing them down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of, kind of trying to get to the bottom line. You know, the common denominator. Find out, you know, what I'd like to uh, identify. That's like all the people that have like, um, like on their profiles for like social media, and they have their little. Oh God, I can't stand that. Like, I'm a him/her or whatever. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. No one cares. Dude, I, I have, I have lost track of, uh, you know, it. Like I said, let me let me just let me just clarify before I piss people off because I have a, a habit of doing that apparently. <laughs> Um, unscripted. I have no problem. Be who you want to be. I'm all for that. I wouldn't want it any other way. And Jason, as you, you were friends with the same people, and we have plenty of transgender friends. We have plenty of gay friends. Uh, and, and we, we want have, to specify, we want to specify this as real transgender friends, people who've actually gone through the hormone and, tr- and, and surgery stuff. Exactly. exactly. Not, not, and, not, not the fake ones that just say, like, today I want to be a cat, so I'm a cat, or whatever bullshit that is. Yeah, legit. You know, some of the, some of the you know, legit, and, and uh, you know, none of this bullshit now about how, you know, they're, I mean, I feel so sorry for kids these days, because if you have a, a tomboy out there, a girl that just, you know, like a lot of girls like us, you know, we grew up with that were tomboys and then grew up to be, like, beautiful freaking women, it's like, a, it's like, as soon as they have like these tomboy type feelings as they're a kid, it's like, oh, do you really want to be a boy? It's like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, let this kid be a kid. And then when they're old enough, if they still feel that way, they can figure it out. You know, let, let, just. <laughs> but, yeah, let, let their brain finish developing before. My daughter, oh my I've said this gosh, before on the podcast, dude. and I don't want to go down this whole road. No. But my daughter has friends that are in that genre, right? And I'm just like, okay, right. that's cool. Respectful. That's totally cool. Um, you understand most of this isn't real. And most of the stuff, the, the, the public media and stuff like puts on you. It's so like much that. peer pressure for yeah. these kids. If they have just an off feeling like, oh, I, I feel, you know, like, like what I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I was a young kid, I mean, I grew up with a sister. I mean, she played fucking Barbies. I want to play Barbies too. I was a kid. Does that mean I wanted to be a girl? Fuck no. But then when fucking Star Wars figures came out, I, of course I've made that. All, you know, transition. Right. You know, but it, it just, uh, you made a transition. I, I just, <laughs> did you like that plan worse? Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, but getting back to the point, what I was, what I'm saying is be who you want to be. I don't care. You know, that, that's your business. I love that. And I respect that. But the one thing I'm tired of is it being forced down my throat 24 seven. Well, I get tired just, of that. I'm just being real. I'm sorry. I'm t- like, it's be the same thing. If I, push down people's throat every day how heterosexual i am they fucking start to they get tired of me after a while and it's 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 around every corner and, and i'm and i'm just like it's the same thing like if i was pushing chocolate cake down someone's throat every day you know what even though they like chocolate cake after 
fucking every minute of every day, they're not going to like it anymore or they're going to get sick of it. Same, same thing. Yeah. I get sick of you it know, because it, I'm not changing my word. Like I'm not changing the, 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 the taught like communication of words because you're making up some little dumb fad thing. I'm not doing it. And like, I tell my daughter, I'm like, you understand that like every good trans is obviously like a big subject uh, all over the news and recently with Bud Light and all that stuff. Right. It's cool. Like it's a big, it's not, you know, whatever. It's a big subject. And I said, you understand that like 0.1% or something like that of the national U S population is trans. Like it's such a minute number. I said, I've, we may have talked this on another episode. I don't remember, but I was yeah. talking, I was like, roughly I've known a hundred, we'll say a hundred thousand people in my life that I've talked to. I don't know their names. I don't know where, you know, all that stuff, but I'm saying that I've actually physically had conversations with uh, and talked to and got like deeper knowledge of them and stuff like with like talking more to them and stuff like that. Out of that, I know right. two people that are trans and that's just me. So like, come on, man, there's no way like the, the media makes it look like every, you know, one out of three people is a trans person and that's not anywhere close to what it is. So that's why I'm like, Hey, that's cool. Be, be aware of it. In my opinion, be aware of it and like respect it. Like I don't, I'm not disrespectful to anybody that's trans. Obviously I know two people that are trans, you know, they're cool. Right. I don't have any problem with that. Be you. Right. But like, don't jam it down my throat and make like, every single commercial has to have like 16 trans in it and all this other crap. That's not like actual real representation of the communities. That's all I'm saying. And I don't think they want it either. I don't think they want to act like, you know, nine out of 10 people are trans because they know that's not true too. Just ask them because it's hard to go through. That's part of why it's hard to go through because not everybody does it. If everybody did it, it wouldn't be the big deal. Well, I think so. I think, I mean, I think there's so many kids out there right now that especially junior high, high school that are so confused by, like, for instance, what I said in the last podcast, when we were kids, as far as peer pressure, you know, it was like there's a lot of peer pressure to fit into the cool crowd, to to drink, to smoke weed, to smoke cigarettes, you know, drop acid, whatever. But now, aside from that, it's it's like, you know, well, if I want to be accepted, I, I have to be a, a they or, you know, or, or, or some alternative pronoun. And I think these kids just, they don't know which is up, down, sideways, backwards, front. They don't know. They're just, they're just like, they're trying to figure it out. But there's all this, for lack of a better way of putting it, all this, some ridiculous information out there that they don't know how to pick it apart. And they're just like, well, maybe I'm this. Because they don't know. But this is how I identify, just because I don't know. And But some kids do know. But I, I just, it's it's gotten to the point where it, it is forced down everybody's throat 24 hours a day that it's, it's getting annoying. And I have no problem with people that want to make the change. I just think that these kids have to be old enough or up to a certain age to make the total change. If that's what they want to do. I think that they have to be like, if, if they're feeling that way all the way up to 18, and they realize that that's what they want to do, then, hey, more power to you. But I just, I don't agree with this young kid thing where, you know, a lot of these adults are pressing on these kids now that, well, hey, you know, do you do you want the uh, hormone blockers before puberty? You know, it's just craziness, man. Well, and also, if you, I don't mean, if you I didn't did. mean to go down this road. I'm just, uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's in almost every topic you run into these days. I mean, I think, like, for instance, uh, just last week, the uh, the new recruiting tool for the Navy, using a drag queen, a sailor that happens to be a drag queen on the side. It's like, really? 
It's like, you know, I have no problem with drag queens. I mean, I, you know, I've, you know, I've been to drag queen shows and they're freaking fun, man. They're awesome. You know, I've, I've known people that cross, you know, that, that do that on the side and it's awesome. I have no problem with that. But when it's like, when it comes to things like the military, it's like, if that's what you want to do in your own time, that's fine. But as a promotion tool for the military, when, when you get down to the nitty gritty, the military, their main objective for the military is to fight win wars and break things and kill people. That is their job and kill people. That is their job. Okay. If you want to do your, your, you know, your drag, you know, that side of yourself on the side, that's fine. But for the military to use it as a, or the Navy to use it as a, you know, recruiting tool almost. I mean, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. It's, it just gets annoying. I just get, like I had this discussion with my daughter this weekend cause it was my birthday weekend. So we were like talking about a lot of different stuff and, you know, and just around the family. Cause we were all home together, obviously for that. And, um, it was just, just talking to her. I was just trying to explain to her. I was like, look, you do whatever you want to do. Um, and you know, but here's the thing. It's like, stop believing that all this stuff is like, I know there, everything around you is getting pushed. It gets pushed in your face from all different angles and stuff like that. Right. Just realize that that's not the actual real world. Um, it's not as prevalent as you think. Um, you know, seven out of 10 girls do not want to become boys. Um, but if they do, that's fine. But that's not what the statistics statistics are showing right now. So that's fine to respect it. That's fine. If you have friends that want to do whatever, but I kind of leave, I believe in the Sam Tripoli method. Shout out to tinfoil hat podcast. Um, his method is, which I think is fucking hilarious is, if you want to be like, you want to go around because everybody just says they're gay, says they're trans, says they're bi, says what's the one pan or something like a, I don't understand that one, but like all that different stuff, all those different terms they've made up now that encompass all this stuff. You, like his, his philosophy is like, cool. You, what you, you're, you're say you're whatever you are. Cool. Go in public in front of everybody and kiss that person. Right. So if you're a boy and you want to like be a boy, like be with a boy, but, but you're not, no, no, no one's, you've never done anything like that, but you just keep talking like you're gay or you talk like you're trans or you talk like you're a lesbian or talk like right. you're pan. Cool. Go up and do it in front of people. That, that should be the test because all this other stuff is like fake stuff. You know, like I was telling my daughter about, like she knows about the, and unfortunately she knows about the, I can't remember what it's called. The cat stuff where people want to be a cat or whatever. Fur, well, that's, that's another big fur, thing. Furries, up, up, furries. Yeah. And furbies. I was like, I was like, Furrier, that's, fur, I was like, you understand that. Furbies, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you understand that's, that's like m- mental crisis stuff. Right. And she was like, and she, and she was like, well, you know, I, I, she understands it. You know, she's like, yeah, you understand that's not normal. And like you understand that like certain places, certain businesses are catering to this bullshit, and like like putting litter boxes and stuff, like like it, like bigger size litter box, not like your cat size one, but like do like this is nonsense. This well, is no, like, this is fake bullshit. And these are yeah. like big places, like there's universities and stuff that are doing this stuff. Of course, they're from California, but like this is bullshit. And I said, now if you want to be into that, cool. Um, if you came home and told me like if you want if you came home and told me you were lesbian or bi or trans or whatever word you want to pick great i'm still gonna love you just the same so i'm not and that it's not a hate thing it's just i don't want you to no. think this is a norm to where you feel that you have to do that in order to be accepted inside you don't and as far as the like you were saying the chemical chemical changes you can do like changing your hormones and you know altering yourself from a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy or whatever you're doing right that should that should be illegal until you're at an age where you're like 18, you're obviously illegal. Well, you're an adult. I really think it should be later for that because your brain's not fully developed until you're like 22 or 23. But 
but that's argue, that's for a whole nother argument, right? I'm not here to argue. But at least 18, because you're an adult. I don't because here's the thing I was telling my daughter. I was like, okay, so you're a your friend's a biological girl but wants to be a man, right? Now she's of course first first red flag, she hasn't told her parents. Okay, that's a flag. Okay. Second, second thing. Um, she let's say she decides she wants to do it and she's for whatever reason, maybe she lives in a state where she's old enough to make her own decisions, even though she's not 18. There are states that have those laws now. Um, and she decides to change their hormones. So now she's changing herself from a biological boy, I mean, I'm sorry, biological girl from birth to now being what she wants to do, which would be a guy, right? Great, that's her decision. She's allowed to do it. It's all legal where she lives. Let's pretend. Okay, great, it's wonderful. But then she decides later to, that she didn't want it because now she's 18 and she realizes she, she was just going through a, a phase. Exactly. You're fucked. You're fucked. Exactly. You're because you went through puberty all that time when you had to do all your growing and your all the shit. We all know what goes on in your life as you grow. Like all that, you fucked that whole thing. And they they may be able to exactly. like curtail it slightly with medication. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Right? They may be able. There may be things I can do. Like we can put you on this and put you on more estrogen now or whatever. Right? They may be able to do some of that. But you fucked yourself. Well, that's and you see, um, they've been showing it's a lot of um, uh, males and females who we're going through the process and then they either stop themselves or they realize some of them, it was too late. They realized this is when they were adults, not kids. Right. But, um, they were like of age and, um, they realized that like, I watched this one interview I was on, I think it was on, uh, where was it? It was, uh, damn it. Anyway, it was a, uh, female that, thought she wanted to transition to a male. And uh, when she was 16, 17, she started, she told her family that this is what I want to do. And she was having these feelings. And she also found a support group online. Okay. Like a a support group. They're like, yeah, that's what you want to do. We're all all behind you. You know, know, and um, so then when she started taking, you know, amounts of testosterone and um, uh, she you know, and started taking like larger doses, you know, as she, you know, the farther she was going along and, uh, she felt like that the the testosterone was like either making her feel worse or more depressed or something was not right. Something was off. And, um, to make a long story short, you know, she found out through months of, of going through this before she actually went through a total change, I think it was on the Glenn Beck podcast. Um, she uh, decided, you know, maybe this isn't what I want, you know, because she was also having conflicting, you know, at that point she started having, after being on the testosterone, she started having conflicting uh, views or, or feelings about it. You know, her emotions were all over the place. So she, in, in a nutshell, she decided that, no, I, I, this isn't what I want. And going through, I guess, therapy and what, no, that she decided that, it, no, in my gut, this isn't right. This isn't what I should do. So she decided not to go through the full, the full thing and stop taking testosterone. And she actually started feeling a little better in, in her decision, especially when she started easing back on the testosterone and bring her body back to, you know, the normal homeostasis. Yeah. Yeah. Homeostasis. And, uh, the, but the, the blowback, that she said she got when she went to the same community that supported her when they found out that, look, this is what I decided to do. I decided it's not good for me to do that. And it, they shunned her. It's like, okay, where's the support for her now 
that she doesn't want to do this. She, we're we're all encompassing unless you don't do what we yeah. want you to do. Yeah, for for her for for herself, she decided no. I decide I I don't deep down in my soul I don't really want to become a male. And thank God she didn't go through the whole change. But like you were saying, what about a young kid? How parents, you know, even medical for professionals are are pushing this to a certain extent on some on, on kids, you know, pre pre uh, pubescent kids now. And that's where I'm like, not only no, but fuck no, that is wrong. This is my opinion. I don't care if you like it or not. That is wrong. Okay. Um, I'm even people like Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner say the same thing. And Caitlyn Jenner went through the transition. I don't know if Caitlyn went through the full transition, but even she says that, no, I went through my whole life knowing this about myself and it continued into my adult life, but I felt like I had to keep it because of who I was. And, you know, at one time I was pound for pound and still am considered one of the best athletes on the planet in history. You know, as a male, I had to keep certain things until she decided, you know, I'm just coming out. I'm going to make the transition. If people like it, great. If they don't, but she was an adult and at that mature level enough to make that decision. And even she says now that no, these, these, there's, there's a line, at least if I'm quoting her correct, incorrectly, but um, no, there's, it, there has to be a line to where it's like, wh- what is too young? I mean, if, if we can't trust these, these children to make decisions about alcohol, joining the military, voting, you know, driving a car, you know, until they get to a certain age, how can we even think that they're even ready to make that type of a decision for the, that dictates the rest of their life and then encourage it. Yeah. I don't, it, I, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like I no. you, when you, if you want to do like, if, if, you know, if that ever happened to someone I knew, it would be like, cool. Or, you know, make sure they're of age, obviously like 18. Cause you can't really stop people once they're 18 in this country. Oh. So that's fine. You want to do your thing. I would, obviously urge to do a lot of research, maybe talk to people that have gone through it, you know, cause I was telling my daughter too, that the amount, the high rate of suicide in the people that have gone through that stuff, like the chemical biological and stuff like that, that when they get to that point where they realize they may have made a mistake, maybe they, or they change their mind. I want to, I don't want to say mistake, but they realize that they, Hey, now I don't, I kind of wish I didn't do it. It ends up, a lot of it ends up in suicide and they don't talk about that in the media. They don't want to, right. they don't post those numbers cause that would be against the whole thing. And, you just have to remember like what you're listening to. It kind of goes back to the whole thing. Like check your sources, all this stuff. Same thing we always say, but like, just realize that just because like, you know, I talked to my daughter about like commercials and stuff now, because now every commercial has like mixed race couples and every commercial has, um, you know, you, you know, they'll have like seven people on the commercial, right. Throughout the scenes of a commercial and every single right. one of them is a different color. Right. They're right. like an Asian. They, everybody's represented. Right. Which is great. Like, I have nothing against that. Sure. And and like the other argument is that people say from the other side is like, yeah, well, for however many years TV has been around and do, they've been doing commercials. It's always been white couples for the most part. And I'm like, yep, that's true. And unfortunately, that's true. I don't work in TV, so I have nothing to do with it. But that's true. But at the same time, I told my daughter, like I was talking to her, I was like, because we we're watching stuff. I was like, have you noticed that? She's like, yeah, I've noticed that. Or they'll have like lesbian couples now or gay, gay couples like, you know, guys and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and they'll have all this stuff. I'm like, you understand that's not, that's not normal. Like not, not, it's not unnormal to be gay or lesbian like that, but every single household is not like that. 
But they're but in the commercial, they're making you think that everybody is the same thing. And just like what you said with the Navy now doing, everybody's trying to play that that woke game, you know. Well, and that's the thing. If they would just well, let me give you an example after I say this, but I, I'm all for people being who they want to be. You know, like I said, too. Ex- for the for the exception of what we just talked about with the uh, like uh, you know hormone blockers or pre pre puberty, you know, starting it before puberty, so you know you get a jump on that 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 makes no sense to me. That that's too young. But when you're older and you f- and you figure out that that's what you're doing, that's fine. You know, but um, like I said before, just it being forced in your face a hundred percent of the time. That's where it's just like, geez, like I said, if if. I was forcing heterosexuality into someone's face a hundred percent of the time. They freaking get tired of me saying that shit. But I mean, for example, like you were just talking about, you know, um, if people would just stop making it front and center and just get on with their lives and just be who you want to be. And just, for example, uh, my wife and I, um, and a bunch of friends of ours, we, we just got back from a, a destination wedding, um, the other week and it was two really good friends of ours. They're getting married and two women, you know, and that's cool. These are two women that happen to be high ranking cops and, um, two of the most wonderful people I've ever met. I love them to death. I'd do anything for them. And, you know, the whole, every, it was a lot of people at the wedding, you know, it was all like, you know, cops, you know, sheriff's department, fire department, you know, uh, you know, other, you know, business people, you know, people in other communities. And it was just it all different, you know, you could have been gay, straight, whatever. No one cared. Everybody was just there to show our support and our love for our two friends getting married. Everybody had a great time. There was nothing but love amongst everybody there and everybody. It was like, that's the way it should be. In my opinion, it's just like, be who you are. And as long as you just, you do that, you know, that's all you need to do. And that's, that's like, like for instance, Jason, you're, you know, you're heterosexual, I'm heterosexual, but it's just like, you're just going through your life who you are. You're not, publicizing it you're just that's just who you are yeah you don't yeah, walk around and, be like hey i'm so-and-so i'm heterosexual right but, but and, that's and what they do from the other side is they have to like do that stuff and it just gets so old it's well like, not I everybody don't... but no like, not everybody like, but example the... i just gave it's just like these are these are two people that are confident in who they are and everybody accepts that you know everybody that you know that's in their circle accepts it and, and they, there's different different all different lifestyles in that circle and everybody accepts everybody. That's the way it should be. And but it, it just it wasn't the topic of conversation. People were just, you know, the vibe was, hey, if you're a cool person, it's all that matters. It's all yeah, that matters. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what. It, well, that's you know? what I'm saying. Like you're like they are not like the gay community or the trans. They're not jamming it down our throats. But the media is jamming it down our throats. Like all that. Yeah. All the you know. The advertising you see in magazines or newspapers or online and social media or TV programs or Netflix or whatever, they're all jamming, all that stuff, all that, you know, that's where I'm just like, enough, I don't care. Why, why does this, why does part of the story have to be like, you're watching like a great movie, right? Or a great um, Netflix series or whatever. Some of those shows you like to binge watch, right? Whatever your favorite shows are. Um, you watch that. Why does, why does the story have to be that this person's gay or not gay or trans or not trans or what, why does this have to be in the story? Not saying it can't be, 
But why does every single thing have to have that now? It doesn't, well, you don't, it's not, it's not like, come on, like just chill out with it. Why not, why, why not just put it in there like it's the norm and not, you know. How about, how about, but I'm saying it. like if it's an action movie, like just, why, why do I yeah. care that, that, um, you know, Steven Seagal in this movie is playing a gay person or whatever, you know, they're doing some remake or something. Like why would you have to, why, why does that have anything to do with the story? It doesn't. It doesn't need to be part of any story, like necessarily. There are stories that would of just like be him about being that. heterosexual. Just like him being heterosexual doesn't have to be part. Yeah, of Yeah, the they didn't like go around. He didn't you know? go around like fighting people. Like, whoosh, 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 I'm heterosexual. Whoosh, whoosh. Like he did, that, <laughs> that didn't happen. Like so, that's what I'm saying. Like the reverse doesn't need to happen. Now there are movies that are going to be like <laughs> like tackling that issue. That's totally fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just I don't know, just funny comedy movies and different things like that that don't that don't venture into that topic. Then don't throw it in there. But those, all those things now, they all do that woke crap, you know, and then that's why all these movies now suck because it, well, no you- one wants to see it anymore. <laughs> no, now no one wants to see it because you're the old saying, you know, go woke, go broke because no one wants to see this stuff because it doesn't, we don't care about that. No, mo- normal person doesn't give a shit about like, like you and me. We had trans friends, gay friends in the fire department. There were gay people that worked there. I didn't give a fuck about any of that. I don't care. They're great providers. They're good people. They're, they're, good people. people. they're good partners to work with. Doesn't matter who you like, are. Yeah, they're, I'm like, cool. Oh, oh, you, have, you, you date a girl instead of a, like a boy that would be like what I would think you would date? Or you date a girl or a boy instead of a girl? What? Great. Cool. Are you happy? Outstanding. Can you do it's your job at work? That's all I give a shit about. You know? Yeah. And then we're going to be partners and yeah. we're going hit to the, hit the fucking, you know, hit it out of the park with EMS. That, that's what I care about. I don't right. care about what you do in your own, t- like when you're off duty, I could care two shits what you do as long as you're not hurting people. You know? Right. You know, and that's, I think when it comes to, um, the Bud Light situation, I think that's why people reacted the way they did is because I think it, in a lot of ways, they're just like, okay, we're, we're forcing this down people's throat in every other, you know, sector and realm in society. It's like, now you're going to fuck with my cheap ass beer that I like to drink. (laughs) Well, that was a yeah. funny, that was funny to me too, because I hate Bud Light. I can't stand Bud Light, but like, hey, they man, made it so, some close like, to water, but does it, do they, do, does Budweiser corporation, like, do they really think that, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but do they really think that trans people or the gay community really likes Bud Light? I, I don't, I can't imagine that's true. I don't know of straight people that like Bud Light. So <laughs> like, there's very, like, like we tolerate I, the, it. the Democrat, the demographics Right. It didn't seem like it made sense to me because when I think of Bud Light, I think of like, like country, like, like you know, pe- you know, you're a college student, you don't have a lot of money, or you're a poor student, or you're poor, maybe you're like not as well off or whatever. But and you just like that crap because it doesn't taste that good. I don't think I don't like it at all. Like I wouldn't even drink it as a cheap beer. But but like you know, like I like Miller Light, right? Some people don't like Miller Light. That's fine. That's my cheap Damn beer. Right. But but I'm not drinking. Yeah, exactly. But like but that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't seem like. I've never heard of like the trans people just running around and be like, you know what I like better on a, on a Friday night when I'm hanging with my uh, significant other fucking Bud Light. <laughs> like no one says that. I've never heard any, I've, I, I, like I said, we've known two trans people, real trans people and tons of gay people in the fire department. Never. I've heard they can't wait to go home and crack open a Bud Light. Now, have they probably ever had a Bud Light? Probably. But is it their favorite beer? Probably not. There's a lot of great choices out there that are better tasting in my opinion. So it was weird that Bud Light, went on the fence of saying that it's like when, when I lived back in Virginia, this is a long time ago. This is when I was like just out of high school, whatever, but they had a minor league hockey team in Maryland, ice hockey team. And me and my buddy would go up all the time because it was like $10 tickets. You could sit anywhere you want, like front row because it wasn't a huge place and it wasn't, uh, you know, overly packed or whatever dollar, hot dogs, dollar beers. It was fantastic. 
and it's hot. It's mid. It's it's minor league hockey. All they do is fight. Like first game we went to, there was like goalie fights. Like this is incredible, and and it was so much fun. And like they went to the playoffs one year, and that was so much fun. I got a puck, and then me and my buddy who played hockey, we we played pickup hockey all the time. We knew the guy that was the mascot. Like in that, you know, they walk around those suit things and the characters. Like we knew the guy, so we'd give him shit all the time. It was a great time. But here's the problem. Right. Guess what they advertised on? Because no one, a lot of people didn't even know about the team. Guess what they advertised that team on? What's that? In, in, in people in DC already know this. WMZQ, which is a country oh, station. Oh, yeah. Who in the fuck that listens to country music goes, yeehaw, you know, cowboy boots, and then goes to an ice hockey game? No one. You'd be surprised. Well, okay, I'm sure there's exceptions, well, but by, I mean, but by the fact that they, Calgary? but by the fact that they were half full, and by the fact that they folded after like three years and moved out of the area, that shows you that their advertising was off. That if you want to do on MZQ to get the country folk that like the whatever, right? Great, but like it should have been on DC 101. Should have been on that rock station stuff because those are the more people that go to like the Caps games. You know, they're going to listen to that kind of stuff. That you, right. you pull from that crowd and you say like, hey, nothing wrong with the Caps game, but check this, check out what we're offering over here. It's the same kind of thing, you know, with the Bud Light. It's like, go with your demographic, play your demographic. That's what you're supposed to do in a business. And they, they, I think they fuck themselves with that whole debacle because it just seems like, like, because everybody, because everybody that drinks Bud Light, like I said, is like country folk or like those kind of people that like that country stuff. And they're all like, get, you know, good old boy kind of stuff. And they're all like. They're, now they're all leaving. They, none of those people, you heard all the, the celebrities that have dissed them now because of it, because they don't want any part of that. They're like, don't bring this fucking made-up bullshit into our world. You know? Fuck with our beer. No, they're not, they're not, well, the beer's the same. It's just a different picture of some trans guy. I'm just thing. Kidding, dude. But, like, I don't know his name, unfortunately. But, like, they, they, they don't want... no. I'm drinking a beer. I have, to, I have to say this though. I'm drinking a beer to get away from from reality. I don't want to drink a beer to, like, be like, oh, remember how we're, like, arguing about all this dumb shit in our society? Like, can you just shut up so I can enjoy my beer? That's kind of how I look at beer <laughs> or, or a bourbon or something well, like that. I, like, that's like what I said. It's like, uh, that's, I think it was, that's why people reacted so much to this particular situation like they did was because it's like, why the fuck are you bringing these, this type of, you know, identity politics into our beer or why, why, why do this? It's like who? No one. Who cares? And that's. I think that's the big reason why people reacted as as harsh as they did. I mean, look look at look at Anheuser Busch. They they're down. I think what over thirty percent right now. Yeah. I mean, I was in. Uh, I go every time I go in the grocery store just just for shits and grits. I go by the you know the the beer cooler. I'm like, let me see how much Bud Light's there. <laughs> and right. uh, it's untouched, untouched. I kid you not. And I'm like, damn, these people are fucking serious. <laughs> like, if I was in charge of, like, a company like that, like, something that's kind of, like, I, would, I consider beer, like, mainstream, right? Because everybody, I don't know, not everybody drinks beer, but everybody knows about alcohol, everybody knows about beer, right? Or everybody knows someone that drinks beer, probably in their household or whatever. There's, I wouldn't touch any of these subjects. I would never, I would never, like, be like, oh, I'm pro trans, I'm pro what, pan, what, I wouldn't be in pro, I wouldn't be anti it either, but I'm just not, just neutral. Well. Like, let you do what you want to do. You're drinking beer, like, or you're drinking wine, you're drinking bourbon. Like, have fun, enjoy yourself. I'm not telling you how to enjoy yourself. You enjoy yourself however you want. It's your life. You you live you. That's what I think. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to go down this rabbit hole, but it was definitely. Yeah, let's get off this uh, shit. Let's let's move on to our EMS topic. I know you wanted to bring up something that, um, like we all just for people who are new listeners, whatever. I'm retired. Um, I haven't been doing this for about 
I guess eight years now. Um, uh, but Bobby, you're still in it. You're in it to win it still. So you're on the street level and stuff like that. So tell us what you've uh, discovered recently in your area. And correct me. I mean, I mean, forgive me if I get this wrong, but because I just, you know, I didn't know how kind of mainstream in the EMS fire fire and EMS world this has gotten even beyond. Uh, a, lo- a lot of places around the country, especially on the East Coast, are starting these like stop the bleed programs um, or stop the bleed classes where um, kind of the same way how they've shown the public, you know, learning CPR or even now it, it's gone so far as to teaching people how to use, you know, Narcan because of, you know, especially as bad as the uh, fentanyl situation has gotten. And AEDs they're and all, stuff like that. Right. And AEDs, uh, that's a great example. But they're also, you know, they're also, which they're doing like stop the bleed where they're showing people how to use, you know, tourniquets, you know, uh, how to put them on, where to put them on, you know, because let's be honest. I mean, if, if you say, well, let me give an example. This is a good example. There was a, I got on shift the other week and the first call, first call of the day was a horrible motorcycle accident. And of course the call goes out as first, it goes out as, you know, motorcycle or first it goes out as a, a rollover vehicle. Okay. Then as of course, as we're busting ass to the scene, it goes out as a single motorcycle. And of course we know exactly where the accidents cause that's every motorcycle accident we have. It's on this particular road with these sharp S turns on a main like highway type road and, and bikers will go and they'll, 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 they'll underestimate, you know, the turn into these S turns and they'll just, their bike will go out from underneath them and whatnot. Right. And, um, then the call goes out as, um, single motorcycle accident before we get there, uh, open femur fracture. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Delicious. And, um, <laughs> exactly. But we fucking get there. You know, the engine's there first. The engine's there. I mean, this this is what was kind of wild about this call. The engine was there. Um, some by some, uh, there was a, a a military guy there who was active duty who happens to, I, can't, I don't know if he was a, a military combat medic or what, but this guy, it wasn't an open femur fracture. This dude's leg was basically ripped off the only thing that was from the it basically ripped the the knee joint from the femur and the only thing that was holding any of this like the his his shin and below his his femur was completely like sticking out it wasn't broken it was just everything was just dislodged at the joint and so it's almost like a, pulled, like, like, a like, like, exterior like dislocation took, almost right like if you took say a chicken leg like say a leg and a thigh and you pull it at the joint, and it just pulls apart. Yeah. That's basically what it looked like. And the only thing that was holding his leg on was a portion of his hamstring. Jesus. Okay? But what saved this guy's life wasn't us. It wasn't the fire department. It was this active-duty military guy who knew how to put a tourniquet on, had him in his car, and immediately, because this guy was bleeding out. He was probably a combat medic if he had right, all immediate, Yeah, he immediately applied two of them. And by the time we got there, that bleeding was, I mean... And we got there pretty quick. But when we got there, the only blood that we saw was already on the ground, nothing coming out of the leg. Wow. And that's, I can't find any better example, recent example, than that, that how important it is. I think that the average person needs to learn how to use these or apply these 
these tools in, in case of situations like that, because you never know what you're going to run into and you might have to do something like that because it might be, you know, a little bit before fire and EMS or police get there. And, um, and it might just be you. I mean, this guy was lucky because he had this active duty military guy, this, um, operating medical director that works out in the field from a, a surrounding County just happened to be driving by. She was an ER physician. She fucking, she stopped. And, um, she actually ended up, you know, riding with us to the chopper. Cause we flew this guy out. Cause I mean, props it was, it was to her, bad. props to her for doing yeah, that. Yeah. And she was, and she was completely cool. I mean, uh, she let us do our thing. She just, she wanted to see it the rest of the way because since she stopped, she wanted to just, you know, just for her own. But professor, you, you know, know how many times I've had yeah. doctors in my career stop on the scene and do absolutely nothing. I mean, I'm not saying they don't do anything, but they, they won't come with you. I've, well, I've actually never she, had a doctor get in the car with me or the ambulance. We didn't know, we didn't know who she was at first. Cause I, I mean, she was dressed like she was, uh, she was like just in shorts and, and, and sneakers. And she had a, a reflective vest on. I'm like, oh, she might, maybe she was a construction worker that was like, you know, working like along here somewhere. Cause it's like, where is she going to get a reflective vest? And then when I asked Mike, hey, who are you, ma'am? She's like, she's like, Oh, I'm uh, she's like, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an ER physician, medical director in such and such County. I'm like, and you just happen to be driving. She, oh, I was just having, I'm like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. You know, but it was, it, uh, so she, she rode the, cause where we landed the chopper was just like a, you know, just a, two steps down the road because we weren't in a place to land it on the road. So we, there was, it happened to be a regional airport literally right next door to where we were. So we just, you know, you know, did our thing with the patient and got him up and then got him to the chopper and that was it. But that was that act young active duty military. That's who saved this man's life. Not yeah. us. You know, what saved his life was, him applying those two tourniquets before we got there. And, and, that, and that's something they're pushing in your community. Not like that guy, but like as far as like public, public awareness or public classes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more, yeah, it's more of a public awareness thing. And uh, at least from where I'm at, I can't speak for other places. I mean, other places might have, you know, be doing different variations or doing something else, but, um, it's yeah. It's just uh, like a public awareness. That's the best way to put it. Like you said. And are they are they giving tourniquets out to people? Like are, are they having classes and then you, like you take a class and they're giving everybody like two tourniquets? I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I be honest with you, I don't know. Um, I would assume so. I mean, because I mean, you know as well as I do. I mean, these tourniquets are awesome and they're fairly cheap to make. So yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm sure. It I mean, it's an interesting campaign, like you said, because we talked about that on another episode where they're talking about like over-the-counter Narcan. I, I, you know, I haven't heard the update on what happened with that, but but that was like, so. It's the same kind of thing. Like they're kind of, it, it sounds like in a good way, they may be um, making it so that citizens can help out a little more because you know we've talked about this before too. But the EMS systems are all overrun, you know, um, oh, yeah. and you could have extended ETAs and stuff like that just because there's so many people calling and there's, and there's less people in EMS now. And so that's interesting. They're doing that. I think that's kind of cool. Well, I think you, you had a good example. I mean, it same how you see an AED like in airports and, and in lobbies in malls. I mean, for that very reason is because the quicker you can get a jump on can make all the difference in the world as far as, 
saving this person's life. Same thing with, with bleeding, with bleeding emergencies, people who are bleeding out like this gentleman that from the motorcycle accident. Yeah. Cause I don't know if they, I mean, obviously I don't pay attention to that as much now that I'm not an EMS, but I know when I was an EMS, I remember they were doing like big campaigns about AEDs and, and the, um, the ones you see in airports or, I don't know, airplanes or malls or whatever, all that kind of stuff. Right. Those are, they're all one button operation. There is no, there, yep. there's like literally one button. The button you turn it on with is a button you shock with is a button you charge. Actually, you don't even charge it, it automatic. Well, the ones I saw back in the day, they just automatically charge. So right. they, like, it reads the rhythm and it goes, Hey, this is, you know, V fib or whatever we need to shock. And, and then you just get the fuck out of the way, clear out. And then someone hits the button after right. you put, and of course you have the pads on the patient at that point. But and the only thing the, and that's in, in the training process, the only thing that, uh, uh, these the people really know need to know how to operate is where to put the pads, which is self-explanatory because they have, you know, there's a picture shows you where to put, you know, the right and the left side. And, um, and plus hopefully, you know, CPR, um, everything else, the, uh, the equipment basically speak, talks to you through it, you know, whether it's a shockable rhythm, when to push the button, when to clear, when to continue CPR. Well, even in EMS too, that they always made everything, um, like they called it firefighter proof, you know, for the person that maybe doesn't know. All that. Yeah. Like everything is like, <laughs> like the, like the, the pads that you put on for, for, you know, when you're doing that kind of stuff or shocking a patient, right. they have pictures of them it Has a picture of a, 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 I don't remember if it's a dude or a girl, I don't remember, but a picture of a chest and it says, put this fucking one here, you moron. And it says, right. put this one fucking here, you moron. And that <laughs> like, that's pretty, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. You just kind of do it. And, and you, that's it. Now, obviously the ones in the ambulance, you have different, controls and you can life packs you can do much more stuff than an automated um thing but even the life packs i know our life pack was set up where if you turned it on a certain way it was just an aed you know it's a very expensive aed it's still like that yeah 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 so i mean I, i'm assuming it hasn't changed because that'd be silly to change it but then they had the other ones where you, you know, that were set up to come on as a medic thing but if you need to dumb it down you could turn a dial and dumb it down basically Still like that. Yeah. No, that's how it should be. But that's what I'm saying. But, but a life back 15 is like 20 grand or it was, I don't know what it is now. And an AED is like 500 bucks. So like, you know, they're not very expensive or maybe less now. I have no idea, but they weren't that expensive back in the day compared comparative to the, uh, to the life packs and stuff like that. Right. And, and, and life packs of, uh, cause we still, still use the 15. Um, we leased ours. Yeah. It, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the only thing they do is they just, keep adding more to it. Yeah. That's about it. And they have, yeah. And, Cause that's why we leased ours because that way we had a rep from like physio control that would, yeah. that would come around. I don't remember. I think it was like once a year. And then you would, you would bring your life. Well, they had a whole bunch of backup life packs, obviously. And then she would service all those. And then eventually you have to call the street teams in and you would come right. in and you'd either drop off your life back, depending on how long it took. Sometimes updates weren't very long. She could just do it right there. But sometimes it might take her like an hour to do all the updating she had to do. So she would take right. your life back from you and then give you a loaner, exact same thing, give you a loaner, and then when you were done, you come back and get your original one that had all your, your, you know, your station number and all that stuff on it. You come back and get it later. Yeah. So, but anyway, that was cool. But I know you want to talk about, um, uh, also you were talking about some other stuff that was going on, kind of current eventy stuff. Do we have time to talk about that? Yeah, we're at 43 minutes. I think we got enough if we can wrap it up in like 15 Yeah. Yeah, um, the other, getting back to some current events that are going on, because it's been a, it's been a little bit since our last podcast. Um, and uh, I know everybody out there has heard about this one. Um, Tucker Carlson being let go from Fox, which uh, I know there's a lot of 
opinions floating out there about this and why, but I mean, this is obvious to me that it was a kill job to get rid of him because, uh, which is kind of stupid on the network's part because all you've done is, I mean, he's going to be bigger than ever once he is, his contract with Fox is completely well, yeah, I, yeah, I heard he already ways. had offers for like a hundred million dollars. Well, yeah, there was a uh, um, Patrick David, the, yeah. the the Patrick David podcast, which is the podcast I watch all the time. And I, anybody out there, if you want a legit podcast, Patrick David podcast from Valuetainment, that is an awesome podcast. Um, whether and you know, he's interviewed everybody under the sun, from famous people to business people to financial people. I mean, athletes, everything. And he talks about all different types of topics, him and his, his crew, and it's a awesome podcast. But, yeah, it was, he they offered, from what he said the other day, and they thought it was important to get this out there, that they offered it was a $100 million contract over five years. Um, uh, and then a, also a percentage of, I guess, the company. But um, uh, it was something. You get some stocks. <laughs> but no, uh, I think, I mean, it's obvious the reason why Fox did that is because, I mean, Tucker Carlson was, and the reason why people flocked to him so much was because they got the sense that he was the only person left in mainstream media out of all the networks. And I'm not a big fan of Fox. The I was a fan of Tucker Carlson, but I'm not a big fan of Fox. Um, that Tucker Carlson would tell you the freaking truth. You know, he would, you know, he would, he, he wasn't going to pull any punches. He did not want to be, you know, told what he can and can't say. And let's be honest, you know, any of the talking heads in these networks, I mean, they're told you can say this, you can't say this. I mean, they're basically just given on a lot of ways, a lot of them anyway, are just given scripts to read off of. Just read the teleprompter. Yeah. Tucker Carlson, you know, there's no teleprompter. He's, he's winging it the whole time. And that's how, that's how much of a freaking rock star he is. He, and he knows what he's talking about. And he's, I think when he was the one that a lot of this footage like was being given to, as far as the, the January six, the, the January six footage that was not being released for, you know, for the past two and a half years until the, the most recent months, it was, it, it Tucker was the one that was showing it on television that, and it showed a completely different picture of what the main, you know, the, the official narrative was. And it showed how a lot of these people didn't do anything wrong. I'm not saying there weren't people that didn't, you know, there were plenty of people that did, but it wasn't what they were trying to paint it to be. And you notice not too long after that, the, the the largest person on mainstream media, which is Tucker Carlson, they they fired him. Right. You know, and um, you know, I don't. Who knows what all is involved in the contract? I mean, he he may word has it is that he was going he was going to be given X amount of millions of dollars or his his whatever his contract whatever he was getting from his contract that they were going to pay him until. Maybe it completely ran out, but which means I don't know if he'd be silenced until then or whatnot, or he might, there was word out there that he might forfeit all of that money so he can just get out completely free and be a free agent or start his own gig. I'm but sure, I'm sure they could come up with like a settlement, you know, like 
if he's a you know owed so many millions of dollars, whatever it is, I don't know what his salary right. is, but they can come up like, hey, I'll you, I'll take fifty percent. You let me out now, you know. But the stupid thing is, this is all they've done is, in my opinion, I think this is the best thing that could have ever happened to Tucker Carlson because now he is going to be with his following. He is going to be Joe Rogan cat, you know, caliber. Not no doubt about it, and um, because. You know, he's going to be basically a free agent or he's going to, but what I think he's going to do, he's going to start his own, what we're doing right now. He's going to start his own podcast because he, he knows that this is the future, the present and it's the future alternative media like this, or if that's what you want to classify it as. But, um, and he, he loves podcasting and he was on the full send podcast the other week and he was saying, yes, this is the future because I've worked in media all my life. So I know what I'm talking about. This is the future. This is the present. And this is the future. This is where. This is what. This is why everybody's flocking to alternative media because they don't believe the bullshit that's being peddled on uh, mainstream media anymore. And Tucker was one of the last ones to be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna tell you the truth. And if they want to get rid of me, fine. At least that that was my impression. Well, that was part of like, that was even part of the reason why we started our podcast and we're not anywhere on the level of Tucker Carlson. No, but, but what I'm saying is like that, that's the reason we started because during all this, the COVID nonsense that went on, me and you both were talking all the time and we were so fed up with all the bullshit. And that's what really drove me to like, be like, I want to get my opinion out there. If people like it, great. If they don't like it, I don't fucking care. But like, I'm sick of listening to this dumb shit because when you listen to, if you can listen to four different channels on TV and they're all saying the same shit then you know it's complete horseshit. It's bullshit. Like, why do I want to listen to someone who, who a talking head, a, a pretty girl or a handsome guy up there talking about whatever they're saying, right? Whatever words are coming out of their mouth, when you know that's not what they really think necessarily. It's all from the mothership above, whoever owns the corporation uh, of that institution, telling them what to say. And it, why do I want to hear that? That is wasting my time. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear yeah. you regurgitate what someone else already said. I want to hear, wait, what are your opinions? What do you think about this? What do you think? Because, like, we talk about stuff on this podcast all the time, and there are things that you say that I'm like, whoa, you know, and I don't agree with that. But I don't hate you for it or anything. It's just, like, your opinion. And same thing that you do to me. There are things that I say right. that you're like, whoa, that was maybe a little far, you know? And, and like, it's fine because we're just telling our opinions, and we're, and we're we, by doing so, we're hopefully going to try to find some realm of the truth and get toward closer, definitely closer than you would be by, listen, by listening to any stupid fucking, you know, national media thing, you know? And that, and, and it's good that he saw that. Yeah. It's good that he saw that because that like, if you, in my opinion, I, I don't, well, you, we, you, me and you are, you, you already know this. Cause I tell you this all the time. I don't listen to the news. I haven't watched the news in fucking 20 years. And I don't blame you for listening to the news. Yeah, Cause I, why do I want it? Cause it's dumb. It, it's like half of it's bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit and filler crap. And I don't, I don't care about any of that. So I listen to like, I do real estate. I'm a travel agent. So of course I listen to real estate and travel agent podcasts. Right. And then I have my like, I like listening to conspiracy theories and I like hearing all, cause I like hearing all the points of view because I, I don't believe that just cause something's labeled conspiracy, it's complete bullshit. And I don't believe that something that is said is the truth and gospel is always true. So I want to hear right. like different people's opinions. And I go to different podcasts. Like you said, you mentioned one earlier today, but I go to these different ones and I mentioned like, um, you know, Sam Tripoli's podcast and he has a whole bunch of them, but I like listening. One of my favorite ones is, um, uh, Oh bless. What is it called? I'm having a brain fart, but it's like Sam Tripoli and Brian Callen and their whole premise of their uh, conspiracy social and their whole premise of their podcast is Sam Tripoli likes conspiracies, 
Okay, that's cool, right? He and Brian Callen does not. He thinks they're bullshit. And so you listen to two sides argue it on every different on these different topics. And it's fucking great because you're get you're getting exposed to both sides, and then you can come to make your own conclusion on whatever one you want to whatever team you want to be on or not be on or whatever, right? I think that's awesome. That's what that to me is what media should be about. Not not telling me my opinion and then saying telling your opinion is fine. Telling my opinion and telling you it's fact is bullshit. That's what we always say in this show. Check your sources, don't just listen to us, do your own research, you know, go to whatever website or you know, DuckDuckGo, Google, whatever fucking thing you want to go to, that's your business. Go to that. Go to listen to your own podcast. Listen to stuff. Listen to this podcast just to get ideas. And then we should be able to come together as a community and talk about items and not have it sure. divide us, you know, because but the if media you notice, is like trying to do that all the time. For, for an example, and, and, um, and this is a Fox example, because, um, I mean, when it comes to, like, say, we'll use just three networks. We'll use MSNBC, CNN, or Fox. You know, because of Tucker, I tended to watch Fox. That doesn't mean I agreed with because there was a lot of bullshit on Fox too. Okay, sure. but um, uh, but one of the things that I saw it was probably the other week. I can't remember when it was, but it was uh, you know, there's Fox has a show called The Five, which is you know the people on there are pretty good, and every once in a while, Geraldo Rivera you know chimes in. You know, and I have to say, Geraldo, for being I think eighty years old now or seventy eight, he looks freaking phenomenal he's got a great hair he still has that badass mustache and he still looks good <laughs> but um um one of the things he was talking about was how he thought ar-15s should be banned and um and uh how he started off saying you know i've, I've been in a, i've been to a lot of wars i've or I've, you know i've basically covered a lot of war wars being a, a journalist or you know being in hot spots and he was talking about this one time he was in uh can't remember when it was, but when he was in Somalia, and there was this—I think he said this civilian or this doctor that was shot in the head. He said by an AR-15, and it blew half his head off, and the guy just bled out in front of them, something like that. And okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna go down that road and you're gonna start demonizing a weapon, because he started saying things like, you know. It, it's it's a it's an assault weapon you know i don't even people don't i don't even want to talk when people say you can deer hunt with it it's not even a weapon you can deer hunt with which is wrong but um the the main problem was and then by some of the other people on the panels i think it was uh gutfield who was on the panel said you know basically it was like kind of made it look it's like it showed that Geraldo Rivera if you're going to talk about these topics at least know what you're talking about because he knew nothing about the weapon that he was trying to say needed to be banned he didn't know what the AR and AR15 stood for he thought it stood for um assault rifle um he didn't know what calibers that they shot he didn't know that you know what it is a pretty good deer hunting weapon you know he knew nothing about the weapon that he was saying needed to be banned and that's a problem i have it's like if you're going to talk about something especially basically demonize something to where it needs to be banned at least know what the fuck you're talking about yeah but yeah, it's, your like, opinion it's like know your facts and being as and you know i like Geraldo Rivera you know out of respect he's he, you know i'd have a beer with the dude but at least know what the fuck you're talking about when it comes to a, a topic that you're going to like hold serious like that. And that's a perfect example. It's like when some of these talking heads or quote unquote journalists, if they really are, I don't fucking know, 
start making these types of claims, it's like, do they really know what they're talking about? I mean, I guarantee you Geraldo didn't even know that if I said, okay, is an AR-15, is it auto or fully auto? He would probably say it was auto. You know, it's like, how do you know it was an AR-15 that killed this gentleman in Somalia? How do you, how do you know? He probably doesn't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he does. But it's just like, if you don't know anything about the weapon that you're talking about, maybe you shouldn't be talking about it until you get your facts. Because if you get your facts on it, it might change your perception a little bit. You might come up to, with the same conclusions that you think it should be banned, but at least you'll be better informed. Well, and your opinion making yourself look like an ass going on national television and your own people are picking apart and show that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about when it came to this topic. You know, and that's, I wonder how many times that happens on other topics. You know, I wonder. Yeah, that's a good, no, that's a good point for sure. But anyway, that's, that, the point, people are tired of it. And this is where, you know, alternative media, but let's, 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 let's be honest. That's why mainstream media is switching to all these streaming services or apps because they know that they're the dinosaurs here now, but that it's only a matter of time before they're obsolete because people are going to, you know, different alternatives and podcasts is a big part of that. You know I mean? There's like, like we were saying before, like you like the, uh, the Sam Tripoli podcast and, you know, tinfoil. And, uh, I was talking about the, the Patrick David podcast by Valuetainment or the Tim cast, um, which is another good podcast. Um, Joe Rogan, obviously, uh, uh, David Nino Rodriguez. Um, there's, there's a lot of them out there that are, that are fantastic. Um, the X 22 reports, a great one. Um, you know, it, but it's just, and a lot of them are very different and then very much the same as far as certain topics. But that's where you're going to learn is you got to listen to all different angles. And, um, instead of just relying on the bullshit that there's, spilling to you on tv is is the the actual true news when probably it's not and it's just yeah i mean that this is this is the this is the future as far as media it's alternative media because what is it joe rogan you put cbs nbc abc msnbc fox cnn all of those combined together still don't get as many viewers as Joe Rogan. No. And most of those, most of those views from those other big companies you were talking about, most of them because they had like TVs on 24 seven in airports and different places like that, where they're, they're getting credit for all that viewership. No one's watching that garbage. Right. Joe Rogan's just, yeah, he's actually getting downloads. Those people are the people that are, that's the difference too, is like TVs is, you know, you can have a TV on the background and that could be counted as like someone's watching TV, right? But it could just be on. You left the TV on, whatever, right? Kind of thing like we just talked about with the airports. But podcasts, you have to physically go in and download either the episode or download the whole you know show, and then it'll just automatically right. download for you. Or you just go in and, like I said, you just listen, you can listen to it without downloading, you, you know, like that kind of thing. But you, that's that's the difference. You're actually seeing that people really want to see it. And Joe Rogan's obviously the king of podcasting, but like he has shown over time and time again, like hand over foot, like he's just the best and his numbers are the best. And people like that because he goes on there, same idea. He goes on there, he interviews people. He has, of course, he has his own opinions. He talks about those, but then he's not scared to get someone who, on the podcast who is anti his opinion on whatever the subject they're talking about and listening to them and hearing them out and maybe picking on them to see, like, 
like you said, like check their facts, see if they know what they're talking about, stuff like that. Right. And they'll do the same to him. They'll be like, oh, where did you get that information? That's bullshit. And then maybe sometimes he'll be like, oh, shit. Okay. You know, and that's what it not- should be. It's, it should be like, it shouldn't be that we're all, oh, God, I can't stand this like societal robot mentality we have. Right, and that's the thing. Long. He's not, he's a stand up comedian, a cage fighting commentator, um, fear factor pro- host. You know, he's been on TV. Best ever. You know, he's been on sitcoms and uh, reality shows on TV. He's he's a former professional kickboxer back in the day. Um, he and he just started this podcast for fun with his friends, and he still keeps it that mentality. He's like, I'm not gonna freaking overproduce this shit. He's like, I'm gonna keep doing this the way that it started. It's like because it started out just me with my friends having fun, and then it just kind of is what it is today. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna you know, make it into something that it's not, you know, but I'm, you know, and he, that's the way he's like, I'm not interviewing people. I'm just having a conversation. And, and that, that it works. People relate to that because it's real. And, um, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he has people on there. Like you said, he, that he completely disagrees with, but they still have the right to say it. He respects that. And he respects them for coming on and, and giving their opinion. I mean, yeah, they may have a debate or whatnot, but, you know, it's, he's not afraid to have people with differences of opinion, you know, cause he's, I think he's, he seems like he's more middle of the road, but he's, he's all about facts and the truth. It's as simple as that. That's what it comes down to. What's factual and what is true. It doesn't matter what your opinion is, but what really is the facts and what's true. Yeah, and that's, yeah. if you really get down to it, that's what people are going to relate to most. It doesn't matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter what such and such's opinion is, or if it's different from yours. What's the facts and what's true? Yeah, that's and, it. And I think that's a good place to end this show um, because we kind of hit all these subjects. And I know this one, we didn't do as much EMS topic stuff, but last episode, if you guys remember, was all EMS topics. Like we had like over an hour of stuff there. So it's good sometimes to throw in the, uh, the rants and the like political and kind of what's going on around the world, stuff like that too. We want to keep you informed with all that as well. Um, with that being said, I did want to give a quick shout out to my boy Locker. Uh, he was a partner with, with me back when I worked Fire EMS. Um, and he is uh, actually back in the, in the business now working with uh, Air Care, which is a, he's a flight paramedic and has his uh, final, final orientation today. So I want to give him a quick shout out. He supports the show. And uh, thanks for the support, of course. And uh, keep kicking ass. He's a fucking phenomenal paramedic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so a quick little uh, shout out from Paramax Unscripted for that. Uh, I, yeah, Locker. I did. I did. Uh, I, I'm mailing you a sticker, buddy. It's go, it went out in the middle today, so you'll be getting that. Um, and again, thanks for the continued support. And then, um, if you have any questions, concerns, anything you want us to cover on the show, I know we say this every time, but just remember Paramedics Unscripted at gmail.com. We make it real easy. Paramedics Unscripted, all one word at gmail.com. Um, you can send us whatever you want there, and then. Um, Obviously, read the show notes. You can buy merch and stuff like that if you want to. Um, everything you do helps out the show. And then, Bobby, you want to add anything else before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, we can also, like, along with what Jason was talking about, you can also get a hold of us on uh, True Social, which is at paramedics underscore unscripted 2022. I should probably change that to 2020, almost 2024 now. But that's what it is. That's at paramedics underscore unscripted 2022. Or it can be at at B underscore Brown 2022. And uh, 
that's it. All right, man. Well, that's perfect. Then let's get out of here. And until next time, we'll see you next time on Paramedics. Unscripted.